Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for the season review episode of the Wildcast Podcast, part two. We are wearing the same clothes. Exactly. (laughs) Somehow we didn't change. The power of technology. Uh, Your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan answers. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm, of course, joined by your favorite coaster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. I asked how your weekend was yesterday, so let's just get in to recapping this. Uh, I agree. Last episode, we talked uh, playoff review. Um, We talked about the grades on the goaltenders and the defense core. Uh, So today we're going to get into the forwards. So let's uh, let's just get right at it. so the fi- Dave Matthews, Mannix Harrison, Sam Archibald, um, just didn't play enough. Uh, they were just kind of the forwards that were in and out of the lineup. Um, I, you give them C's because they just didn't play enough. Um, but what I will say is I did like a lot of what Mannix Harrison brought. Um, I think he kind of acquitted himself so he belonged in the league. Like He, he didn't look overwhelmed as a 16-year-old. Um, I think he's got a good shot to to get on that fourth line next year. It'll be a lot tougher because there's a few guys that are in the telescope this this year, uh, this year, week that won't be uh, won't be missing time next year. But I think Manus Saracen had an opportunity to be a tough camp cut and, uh, you know, maybe one of the first call-ups next year um, as we move into to the game. Uh, you call him a call-up. I'm penciling. I'm, I've you got him penciled in. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. Um, if they did, if the Wildcats didn't see him as a player uh, with potential next season, he just he wouldn't be around, right? So, yeah. Um, Pencilman in my lineup, I've already got him uh, written down there. Um, I didn't, you know, Sam Marchbald, Manic Saracen, Dave Matthews. I didn't have these guys on on my, on my list. Um, you did. Again, we should probably learn to communicate <laughs> a little better. Actually, uh, Sam Archibald, I, he was one of those trades that just kind of was like, a, okay, depth trade, and it ended mm-hmm. up paying dividends with the amount of injuries that the Wildcats had. He he played kind of like I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect with him, uh, and in the very limited ice time, he played pretty well. No, I agree. Uh, Archibald was a uh, waiver claim, by the way. Did you, did you say trade? Was he not a? No, he was waiver claim. It was a long time ago. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was one of those like the weekend lower... was a long time ago. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. he's he claimed off waivers. Okay, um, not to make you, you know, I don't. I don't it's not know. the first time I've made a mistake. No, on that's here. good. Me neither. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with um, uh, those three guys, you know, it was um, tough for me to. I I didn't grade them. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll get into the kind of the uh, meat and potatoes. Regular twelve, I guess you yeah. want to put it like that. Um, for the forwards, uh, starting with Brooklyn Kalmakov. What more can you say? Um, I remember the day he was traded to Moncton. And the first thing I did was go in on the message board. And people were saying, why would you pay a third-round pick for a 20-year-old? Well, <laughs> well, folks, when <laughs> you score <laughs> 35 goals, did yeah. he get 35? Um, or something between 30 and 35. He was up there. Was he not? 38. 38 goals. 34 with Moncton, 34 or 4 with uh, Victoriaville. So, so when thir- you 34. are almost a thir- a 40 goal score, 35. Let's go 34 with Moncton. Right. If you score 35 goals in one season, you are worth a third round pick. Um, so anybody who was on the message board in like October ish. 
who said who were complaining that we traded a third round pick for a twenty year old forward. You can go and correct yourself because <laughs> this was money well spent. Uh, a plus, the only A plus yeah. I I've given out. A plus for Wilkin Kalmakov. Um and that's just not because his name is Brooklyn. <laughs> it is because he earned A plus. Yeah. Uh I was an A plus as well. I mean, we talked about it on the show. We had it with uh when Chris was here. Um, you know, who was gonna be the offense on this team? This team looked like a you know, we thought, you know, OJ Loshing. I mean, I believe when we talked about it, we said who's going to lead the team in points between Loshing and you took Loshing, I took LaBelle. Well, they finished 2-3. Uh, LaBelle was 44, Loshing was 42. But Brooklyn Kalmakov just came in and put the team on his back mm-hmm. and was literally everything. You could have put a C on him. He was everything you needed, asked for. Um, most what? nights when things weren't going, he was the guy that got the comeback started, like got the, that first one that the team needed to get going. Like it just top line, uh, him, LaBelle, Loshing for most of the year. And then Barbashev was up on there. Just, it was, he was everything as advertised worth the price, uh, not only of admission, but the trade price, which like we tied in yesterday in the early episode, there's not a lot that Richie hasn't done that we don't endorse. Uh, and this was one of them that, uh, absolutely was, stellar trade that most people didn't think would work out. Uh, I, I'm still dumbfounded as to how he managed to play the entire season and not suffer an upper body injury from carrying the entire team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there was uh, an, the fact he didn't have a back injury um, from, like I said, carrying the team. Yeah. Yeah. This, this season could have been a lot worse. And, uh, and I do believe, like we said before the trade period, the the fact that they were where they were in the standings is the reason he had 76 points in 67 games with Moncton because, or 72 and 62, because he should have been dealt had this team been a little bit lower in the standings. He would have been a price that we probably would have moved. Uh, moving on to his center for most of the year, Vinny LaBelle. Um, I gave him a B. Uh, the injury at the end of the year probably would have been a B plus. Um, he just had that tough injury. Uh, but, I mean, this guy was taking top-line center minutes. He's probably going to be the number one center next year. Um, we were kind of weren't sure what he was going to be as a free agent last year. He exceeded expectations. He continues to exceed expectations this year. Um, so I gave him a B plus uh, – or I gave him a B, sorry. Uh, the injury kind of took away the plus because he just missed a few games at the end of the year. A for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a for me. Um, he's been everything, you know – Free agent A mm-hmm. didn't use an asset on him. Came into Moncton as a uh, as a free agent. Didn't spend any money on him. These are the kind of players that you have to tip your cap, stick your you know st- uh, tap your stick to the scouts who find these players um, and get them to Moncton. Because look, he's got a twin brother. He's got an identical twin brother who could have easily you know they could have. Went somewhere. They could have been the Sonyes and played together all really? their career. Oh yeah, he's got a twin number, twin brother named Simon Labelle, uh, who's playing NCAA. The these guys, they could have easily went and played together as uh, their careers together, but one decided to go college, one decided to bring to be to come to Moncton's camp as a free agent last year, um, and 
you know, what more can you say? Um, going into next year, 100% guaranteed 20-year-old. Uh, one seat. Write it down. Yeah. Um, he's 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 one of your, your 220s, 320s, excuse me, him and Hamel. Bring in a third if you want to. Uh, I'm... Write it down. Write it down. Yeah. Um, Yon Loshing. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'll go B minus. No, 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 no. I'm okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm okay. I thought uh, you were collecting your words. That's why. I thought you were collecting I was, your I was collecting my words. I gave him a B. Okay. Um, you can see the potential. You can see the fact he shoots the puck. Like, he's got a pro shot. But if the net was a soccer net, <laughs> this guy, I swear to God, would have 50 goals. Yeah. Um, if the not even a soccer net, yeah. If the net was six inches wider, he'd be a fifty goal scorer at seventeen yeah. years old. Um, how many goals did he get finished with? Nineteen. Uh, 19. I can't even count. This guy is so close. He is so. Close, and I don't even need. I, I, I'm not the only one who can think this. No, he can grip it, he can rip it. Third and teams on shots on goal. Yeah, <laughs> Kalmakov had 193, Bellamy had 100, or no, second because he played the full year. 121 shots on net. He can, he can shoot the puck like I've never seen, and he just misses, he misses the net. Yeah, not by much. I I don't. It's, you watch warm up, and you see these players intentionally miss the intentionally miss the net in the warm up because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, what if I can, what if I can pick the corner here, and I'll yeah. run off the post. Okay, next year, <laughs> I'm. I swear, if he works on accuracy this summer, yeah. Next year, he's a forty goal scorer. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, if he's getting half the opportunities, he's he's can stay healthy. He's gonna be a forty goals forty year old, forty goal scorer at eighteen years old, and I still don't know if he did enough this year to get drafted. No, I still I, I it's it, it's it's gonna be one of those 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 players that he did have a great year this year because he was hurt most of the time. But he's going to have a massive year next year, and there's going to be 32 NHL teams that are going to be absolutely salivating yeah. at him at the 2023 NHL draft because he's so close. He's so close. You don't even understand how close he was to being not just an 18-goal scorer but a 30-goal scorer at 17, near inches away. Mm-hmm. From scoring thirty goals at seventeen years old, that's why I'm saying at eighteen, if he gets the shots on net, he hits the target, he can score 40, 40 goals at eighteen. Yeah, no, it's uh, and he he gets the shots, and it's it's not just like standing on the power play in the McKenna zone. He gets the shots off, moving through, and and you don't see them coming, and bang, it's mm-hmm. if it goes in, it goes in, but it, most of the time it's just missing the the net by just a little bit, and and I. 
I, I gave him a B for that reason. I mean, he's he's got the shot. He's got the 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 speed. He can make things happen. The the only thing was the injuries. And like I said to you a few times during the season, he reminds me of Seer. Yeah. When we started this thing four years ago, and Seer had the injury in the playoffs, and then he had the injury the second kind of year. And then that third year, we said, well, if Mika Seer can stay healthy, Jacob Pelche should have a great year. And that exact thing happened. Mm-hmm. Seer stayed healthy for the next two years and, and was great. And that's where I think Loshing is. If if he can just stay healthy I and he gets those power play minutes and we've got that Moran on the quarterback, one power play, getting him in the sweet spot, I, I'm with you. I think he can score. I think he can score 40. He just has to. Just has to stay healthy for for sixty eight games. Um, Barbashev, Maxime Barbashev, uh, I gave a B plus. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I have a B plus as well. This one I had thought long and hard about mm-hmm. um, because I had um, maybe it's the name. I had higher. I had higher expectations. Luckily, I don't know the name, so I had expectations for Max. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was I was anywhere from B plus all the way down to a B minus. Yeah. Um, but I'm too nice, so I'm gonna go B plus. I'm not gonna, you know, for the sake of time here. Um, I know we're fresh. Uh, you know, of the second episode. Yeah. But I could probably talk about him for five minutes. Yeah. About why um I bounced around between the Bs. So let me see if I could sum it up for you. <sighs> Uh, he's got the power forward size. Yeah, doesn't use it, but hasn't used it we all the time. We saw it in he, game two. Yeah, against Charlottetown, and we that saw goal. It, and we saw it when he came back from the uh, prospects game. Yeah. So it, and and like I said earlier in the year, he's got the dry saddle ability. He's got the big body. Uh, he's got the skates that is sneaky speed. He's got that that hit with his ass mm-hmm. that when he makes it happen. So he's got the big body. He's learning how to use it. Um. He he frustrating at times because yeah. he kind of disappears a little bit. He tries to get his team going with a hit. That sometimes maybe it's the Russian thing, the penalty, whatever. I think this year, and we already seen it. He was down in St. Louis for Game Six. I think being down there for another year with his brother, training and in that environment, I think you're going to see a very different Max Barbashev next year. Tops, top, I I got him penciled in the top line. He might at least top six next year. I think you're going to see a, a different Max Barbershop. Now you have pan- you you have Orisi penciled in I your lineup. The uh, lapel and Loshing right now. Okay, I'm going to say this: if he's in Moncton next year, what? All right, that's all I'm saying. Okay, that's all I'm saying. All right, if he's in Moncton next year, and I'm only going to say this now. I'm not going to say it on another episode. But what other player under the age of 20 has value like Max Barbashev? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 You're not contending next year. No. Nope. You've got a power forward that if he plays to his potential could probably put up 30 and 30. Yep. 30 goals, 30 assists. Well, he had 27 this year, so. Yep. you got to hope he gets 30. He could probably get 35 and 35. You're not letting Russians get drafted in the CHL draft. You're not yeah. letting Ru- Belarusians get drafted. You want an import. Who are you calling? Richard Evo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, no, I get you. You know, it, it's, 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 I'd love to have him back, but I'm looking at value here. And I'm thinking, 
His dream was to be a Moncton Wildcat. He realized his dream. His dream was to be an NHL player. He's going to get drafted this summer by St. Louis. Probably. <laughs> Pro- right? Like, it all it just up. makes sense, right? Like, But you want him to be drafted as a Wildcat. Yeah. And that's the only thing. Because the stupid Q draft is a week before the NHL draft. And it's like that Zach Balduke thing, right? Where Ramuski where wanted him to be drafted in the NHL as a Ramuski Oceanic. But then you go and trade him at, at uh, what, September? Mm-hmm. Right? So, what's the rule here? Like, if you... Uh, if you get a if you have an import that's drafted in the NHL, you can automatically pick take a pick in the import draft, or is it does he have to be picked in the first round of the NHL draft? I feel like it's first round, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. That's what I'm saying. If he's back, yeah. But I just see a team that needs an import that has their eye on a player that's in Russia, but he just can't be picked. But because Barbashev had grandfathered into the league, he can play in the league next year. And that's, I'm just like, I'm looking at value and I'm thinking, okay, he's easily, yeah, easily worth at least a second, two seconds at least. Right. And you want to, you want to get those cupboards filled up more. Um, and he's the best asset on this team under the age of 19. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with it because as I've told you, and we won't discuss said player, but I believe there's a player that Moncton could use some assets to acquire, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll go to well, – I'm going down the, the list on points-wise. So we'll go with Matias Kluche. Um, If you would have asked me in the first half, I would have said a D. And if you ask who your most improved player is? I would have said Matias Kluche. Me too. <laughs> asked me in the first half, he would have been on the team next year. I said no. <laughs> Playing the second half, definitely on the team next year. Yes. Uh, B. B, yep. Yeah, he just – he did everything that was asked for him. Uh Still slow as fuck. <laughs> Still jinxes. But like you said, you park his ass in front of the net. Yeah. He's going to score goals. Yeah. And that's exactly what he yeah. did in the second half. There's your uh, there's your forward three in the power play. Just stand in front of the net, stick your stick on the ice, wait for the pass, tip it in. Uh, yeah, I, I had no <laughs> – yeah, I'm with you. Didn't, didn't have the greatest first half, but, I mean, he was playing top line minutes. Now, mm-hmm. depth and injuries help that, but you're not playing that consistently for i think it was like a week and a half two weeks without producing on that top line and playing well enough so yeah i'm, I'm with you on there i'm a b uh so let's go to feeling 22 oh. uh your favorite player uh one of my favorite players on instagram because it's fun to play that song all the time uh thomas oj missed a lot of time with a broken foot missed almost 20 games doesn't matter for me nope. no no hey you went hey a. i went b plus Definitely an A. This guy is going to score. Yeah. He's so talented. And look, I teased this like two years ago when you we did. picked him. Right? I knew. I had a feeling about him. I, uh, watching 10 seconds of video about him, I had a good feeling about him. And for me, the injury, yeah, it sucked. But everything else he did this year is definitely worth an A. Um, I think it was only one, two, three, four players they gave an A to. He's one of them. Um, I only gave two. That was the hardest. Well, I, I thought he, I was. I thought I was too nice. He would have been an A, but the injury, like it just that hurt. Like that's the worst part. Like I, I took everything into yeah. account. Right, you get five players to give an A. And though. you know what's funny is when he came <clears throat> back, you forgot how tenacious he was after the puck and his motor and mm-hmm. his. I don't give a rip. Yeah. I'm gonna get in your face whether you're five 
one or six mm-hmm. eight. Like I don't care. Another one with really nice eyes, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, yeah. you you put him and Thomas Darcy together, oh, uh, and man, like you're like even <laughs> even I as a man, I'm gonna start sweating. You know, it's like yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get to the uh, <laughs> the reigning rookie oh, of the sorry. year because they haven't given up the awards yet. Uh, Alexi Daniel, uh, 26 points in 67 games this year. Um, I gave this guy an A-. minus. I gave him an A- minus oh, because, okay. yeah. uh, you know, he played up second line, third line, but he, he turned himself into a very skilled penalty killer. And that's what I that's what I really liked about him. That's what I valued about him this year. Um, him – him and Pavin were very good penalty killers. So for him to play up and down the lineup, produce when he needed to, but it was more he just bumped up because he turned into a very, very good penalty killer for me. I was B-plus on Daniel, and he did everything that he, he understands his role. Yep. Um, you know what you're going to expect out of him. You know what you're going to get out of him every night. But – um later on in the show you're going to hear his name from me. Oh. Um when we get to a different section or part of the show. Um I just he didn't have enough for me to give it to get to the A, mm-hmm. but I think B+ plus is still respectable. But I'm I'm expecting big things out of him next year. Yeah. He's going to score some shorthanded goals next year count it um how many goals do you have this year 14 14 next season 20 guaranteed at least five eh, that's rich let's st- okay, stick with it five shorthanded goals next year all right all right miles mueller 22 points 65 games oh miles i love you man man oh. another if there was a nominee for most improved it's cluche it's miles mueller and it's probably jonas tybell as the three nominees this year for me. I'm dreaming. I'm in a world right now where next season I'm seeing Miles Mueller and Alexi Daniel killing penalties. Oh yeah. And I'm just getting I'm I'm getting chills yeah. in my body. Yeah. Um because of just A, how hard they work, how just not giving an F about their bodies. Uh because they know after the game they can just go take a cold bath. Yeah. Um I'm going the same thing as, as Daniel's B plus. Um, Miles Miller can stick handle in the phone booth. Mm-hmm. He rarely loses a battle, and you know if there's if there's a minute left in a game and you're down by one, I want him on the ice. He's just that guy, you know. He's that you just you want him on the ice in the clutch moments to preserve a victory, and I don't think I need to go. Understand. I don't think I need to explain why, mm-hmm. but you just have to watch and play to understand why. Yeah, yeah. I went B plus. Um, like you said, the the faceoffs. I mean, he was forty two percent on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, sorry, forty three percent on the year. It just he's taken. He was taking the big draws early on in the year, and he hit himself and and Alexi Daniel are the top PK forwards next year oh, they have to be for me he's like an unsung yeah. hero and it's funny he's he's one of the players that when we when he played last year and that one random game near the end of the year against st john you're like huh who's this guy who's this guy and uh, i never thought he'd play in the queue no exactly and then he, he's he's literally just carving out a nice little pk role for himself 
exceeds yep. expe- exceeded expectations by a mile. Yep. Um, my, miles. By a miles. By a miles. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I could, I can't say enough good things about him. Nope. Another one of those late round guys that the coaching staff finds. He was playing in like Europe or something, but because his mom's from New Brunswick, he was eligible for the Q draft. And I'm tenth like, round. Like, let's go. Let's find yeah. some more players with moms from New Brunswick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which just don't anger her though, bro. You, she follows us on oh IG. God, yeah. yeah what's, uh, what's her name? Oh, I can't remember uh, off the top of my head, but I, right we uh, should probably find out before yeah. she kicks our it, ass. It's not, no, it's not Petra. That Petra's Ty Petra's Bell's mom. Petra's Ty Bell's mom. Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, where is it? Shoot. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna move on to Jonas Tybell here in a yeah, minute, yeah. but uh, we're real, real bad right now. <laughs> uh, I oh, I can't think of her name. Uh, uh, is Di- Diane? No. Uh, sorry, Sandra. guys. Sandra Mueller. Sandra Mueller. Ah, <laughs> oh, Sandra. L A underscore Tooth Fairy. Like she's winning awards for weightlifting. Like it's unreal. Like she, I would not want. No wonder Miles Mueller plays so well and plays so tough. Like, uh, like, like, legit. Like, send me your workout program. Yeah, because uh, I want to follow. Yeah. like this is Olympic uh, weightlifter, CrossFitter. Uh, yeah, from like just if you follow her, if you find her on Instagram, like just strong AF, yeah. strong AF. Yeah. So shout out to uh, to her. All right, moving on to Jonas Tybell, another guy that would be nominated for uh, most improved. Uh, yeah. Found his game. Found his game in the second half. I gave him a B plus. And when LaBelle went out, this guy took almost every face-off in the hockey game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a struggle in the first half to winning face-offs, which is a learned art. And he started to learn it, and he started to take the big face-offs down the stretch. Uh, kind of found a, a nice little role with Barbashev in that second half. They kind of had the the chemistry there. So, for me, Ty Bell is a B plus. Yeah, I, I went B. Uh, I went B because... Um... He got off to a slow start. Um, in the first half, I probably would have said, I don't see him back next year. Yeah. Uh, just hasn't done enough. Um, but he got that Christmas break and came, kind of came back as a different player. Uh, so I think he's earned his, his job next year. Um, and, yeah, I like it. If uh, if both him and Barbashev are back next year, I think that's a second line uh, that uh, will we'll stick together. With uh with a Mercier because uh, I think those those three played really well together. And since we're doing it, shout out to his mom, which I believe is Petra, right? Petra Tybell. Petra Tybell, right. who was here earlier in the year. Yes, so. she's right. I was working yeah. at the old uh, Rogers booth, <laughs> and she uh, she's wearing his uh, his Austrian hockey jersey oh, to nice. the game. Nice. And uh, I remember she came to the booth, and she was wondering about how to get that. Uh, how to get that uh, TJ Brody jersey? I said, "Yeah, I'll ship it to you in Austria. Don't <laughs> worry, I got you taken care of." But uh, she didn't win, unfortunately. No, so. that's unfortunate. Uh, so a couple forwards left. Uh, we're going to talk about the forwards that were here. Uh, so the next one on the list, Langwa F was on team. Whatever, Mercier. Uh, <laughs> Oof, Twenty easy, points, easy. forty-two. Easy. Would you go A? A? Oh, definitely an A. How could you not go an A? Well, I went to a D. I just did what <laughs> a D. No, I know. <laughs> No, 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 not even at all. I just wanted your reaction. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly you the reaction. got me. <laughs> you just about left. Just about walked up, left, threw the headphones down. <laughs> no, I went, uh, what did I go? Uh, B plus. Still. Uh, oh. 
little debatable there. Well, I I would have gone A, and I'm a. just I'm looking at that uh, at, at the at the volume thing when I said what. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was. You might there. want to put the old uh, mute button. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll edit that down a little bit lower. Um, he, you could see his game coming, and you know I can't remember what it was, but you talked about it against. I think it was against the Islanders. He had a breakaway, and normally in in uh, in U eighteen or whatever, he would have deked that, and he just kind of took the shot, or maybe it was against St. John. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, why yeah, I didn't yeah. quite have elevated him to the A. He's you timid. can see, he's yeah, nervous. he's yeah. timid. He's nervous. He's growing in. He's like, like you said, he's like the Pelche type. He's He's like Oje. He's, he's got the motor. He's going into the dirty areas to get the puck, but just, just off the A because he's just timid. But he's that's going to come. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm an A. I'm sorry. I, I saw enough of, of him to know that um, he's part of a very bright future. Oh yeah. Um, the fact that he's a late birthday. He's not eligible till 2024. Um, he's he's a first round pick in 2024 to me. I think he's. He's uh he's next level. <coughs> he's got everything going um to to be an NHL star. Um you know, I don't wanna I know we joke about the we joke about the Maple Leafs are a lot around here. Mm-hmm. Neilander. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. For me. Yep. Neilander. Um if you can get you know, it's, it's if you can get him to play like Nylander and shoot the puck, well, hopefully he'll hit the net a little more than Nylander. <laughs> um, better defensively than Nylander. Better defensively. Uh, and you look at um, OJ, who's <sighs> look. I, I don't, I don't want to compare him to Leafs here, but Marner. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, so if we can get like uh, an Austin Matthews, Loshing, if you can hit the net, you know, if we can get an Austin Matthews yeah. on that uh, in Moncton, not like. You're not going to find an Austin Matthews, no. but well, maybe with that Valdor first overall pick, you never <laughs> you know. Might, but yeah. um, but just the fact that you know these two are going to grow together, um, him and Mercy best friends. Uh, you can tell the chemistry is already there. Friendship tour 2022, That's right? Hashtag friendship tour. Yeah, uh, you, you get a you get a goal scorer around these guys. Oof, they're going to tear this place up within a couple of years. And our final forward, and one of the only three players that were a plus this season. <laughs> Uh, Jacob Stewart was a plus 10 in his 29 games. Pavin was a plus 5, and Anthony Hamel was a plus 2. Pavin was a plus? Pavin was a plus 5. Oh, That's God. it. I yeah. didn't even take that into consideration. I didn't either until I was just looking because I was kind of going through the – as we were going through this, I was going through the points and looking down, and everyone's like minus, minus. I'm like, let's just hit this and see who was a plus. That's it. Pavin was plus 5. So of the forwards that were here, he was the number one – like he was the only plus forward that was here all year. Hamel was the only defenseman that was plus all year. Uh, Pavin is a B minus, and it's he brings the energy. Uh, he's he he's turning himself into a, a penalty kill. like Mueller, Daniel, Pavin, and whoever you want to put maybe Cluche taking Senate, taking draws on that second PK. Um, he's turning himself into quite a good PK guy, um, carving himself out a nice little role in uh, in the third line, kind of a shutdown role. Um, so for me, Pavin was a B minus. I'm I'm spot on. I, I I got him as a B minus as well, um, but um, yeah, next year he's going to be coming in as a 19 year old. Um, so you're going to see these 19 year olds, these forwards, and these defensemen. It's a numbers game, right? Because we're still rebuilding. Um, so there's there's going to be some some pieces here that, you know, like a a pavement who is a plus five. Like, you know, can you can you ignore that? Um, is that like a 
Is that an argument for him to be on the roster next year? Um, Do you have him on your roster next year? Because uh, I'm looking at mine, and I early. maybe have him as a 13th forward. Uh, it's too early for me. Yeah. Um, I can understand 13th forward, and I'll tell you why 13th forward. A, he's 19. So you're – I have absolutely no problem sitting a 19-year-old in the stands over a 16-year-old in the stands. Yep. If you have a 16-year-old in the stands – Sorry, shouldn't back the midget. Yep. Um, Sixteen-year-olds should not be playing, or should not be Sitting in the stands. In the stands. Excuse yeah. me. While a nineteen-year-old can ride the pine all they want, right? Um, that's my argument. So yeah, for me, he's a bu- he's a bubble guy right now. Um, so I would probably put him in that thirteen. 14 range, yep. yeah. Yeah, because if we learn anything, we're going to need depth. So that's that's it. That's our forwards there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have your roster that you kind of have penciled in next year, or you want to wait to a couple weeks for I that. I need to wait after the draft. Okay. Well, I'll have a roster after the draft. Okay. Cool. Then I'll get rid of my roster. Yep. <laughs> I do have – I well, I just had one of the second-round picks um, in, in the draft, which uh, – in the roster, obviously. But that kind of leads me to the question – do you see two seconds, three thirds, Moncton using all those on prospects, or do you see some moves to acquire said nineteen-year-old, eighteen-year-old that can grow with this team to be a twenty by the time we're in our our, our rebuild? Because I, as I said on uh, guest spot on quarantine TV, I'm not so sure. I see Richie using those picks on players. I see him moving. And I've told you the player that I think they acquire, and and I think they I think they move at least a second, a third, and something in twenty twenty three plus to get said player. Uh, do I think that they use all those picks? Um, okay, so I get two seconds, I get three thirds. I'll say they use their the two seconds guaranteed are being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the thirds will be for a player. Um, and if you can get the right player, I don't have a problem using one of the 2023 firsts. However, it's not the only Val- the Valdor one, <laughs> not the Valdor one. Yeah. The We're not one. using the Valdor one. No, nope. We're strictly using the Moncton one. Cause I see it kind of being in that 10 to 13, 12, range. 13 yeah. range. I'm okay with dangling that one. Uh, but if it's only for the right player. And I know you have a player in mind. Yeah, I sure uh, do. I also have a player in mind who I think... My player in mind kind of surprised you. Yes, but you know what? When you mentioned it to me, I, I kind of thought about it, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, it is a forward. Um, it's a perfect fix for... Like, not it, fix for your top six, but it's a perfect player that you could slot in in your top six. It is a very good wildcat way kind of player. 100%. Um. <clears throat> we will be playing in the Memorial Cup. Uh, <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, yep. It's just what do you what do you pay? What do you pay for it? Because uh, you're right. Yeah. If it's not now, if it's not at the draft, maybe it's later. Maybe it's at the Christmas time. But I feel like this is the type of guy you want to get. Absolutely. Yeah. At at the draft, when I guess prices are a little bit low, but mm-hmm. also when teams that 
and there's a bunch of them that loaded up. So there's a mm-hmm. bunch of them that need picks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, that's when you're going to kind of see these kind of trades happen. So it's, you don't want to overpay because at the same time you don't want to, you know, hinder your franchise. You don't want to hinder your franchise, but you also don't want to help a rival. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I agree. I think I'm on now that once you mentioned his name to me a few weeks ago, I was thought yeah. about it. I thought about it hard. I looked at it. I looked at it. And I was like, yep, yeah, that's 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 a damn good that would be a damn good pickup. Makes for a heck of a draft show for us. Absolutely. Sponsored by <laughs> someone we haven't quite figured out who yet. Maybe Yip Cider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Yip Cider. And uh <laughs> if you know anyone that wants to sponsor, we are open to any kind of sponsorship. So uh but that's not what we're all about. So yeah, that's our grades on the players. Um we we pretty much agreed on a lot of them. Uh, we did a few disagreements. Yeah. You were, I would say, a little bit uh more favorable, I guess, than I was, but I took into injuries and um, everything into consideration. I mean, I'm sure you did too, but we, we agreed more than I thought we would. Yeah. Um, we don't share our information with each other. Um, <laughs> no. I, I, I do think we need to communicate a little better because I, I didn't use the three, you know, guys that were brought in mid season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, just, I guess by overall, um, if you were I was gr- I was tough I was tough on Jacob Stewart throughout his entire career yeah. as a Wildcat, but when it come to him being released, I think it was a that hurt. It was a uh, not so good. No, I think we probably could have used his uh, leadership, <laughs> especially when you got into the the depth mm-hmm. and into a lot of younger forwards. Yep, I think we could have used his leadership in the second half. Um, but good on him. He's going to the what, what do they call it? Fred Page Cup. Fred Page. Is it Fred Page? No, they don't that's the that's the um Fred Page is the uh Eastern Canadian junior A, but now it's like a junior they've cut, they've kind of implemented all the um all the regional teams in one tournament. I just don't know what they're calling it. Junior we'll is Esso? No, Esso is the Esso is the women. Women. But yeah. It's the Canadian Junior A Championship uh, that they're uh, that he's playing for. So finally, Jacob Stewart has a chance to win a national championship, which he Centennial Cup in Estevan or Estevan, Saskatchewan, that's the one. which will also I don't know. This probably is this is going to be more of a joke than uh, actual fact. But when was the last time two Wildcat or former Wildcats were in the Centennial Cup? As Jacob Stewart representing Summerside Owen and. Owen Stammer, okay, then three. Yeah. Mark Rumsey. Rums, that's right, Rums. He won with Esteban, yeah, who hasn't God, won in know, forever. Jesus. So, so we're, we're forking out the Junior A uh, superstars here. You want to talk about the Wildcat way? Yeah, and they're winning championships. We're all about the, getting players to Junior A. <laughs> yeah, we're de- we're developing the right way. Yeah. We're gonna play Junior with the Wildcats. Yeah, you you not good. You go to Junior A. Yeah, win yourself a championship. Hey, yeah, Owen Stammer. That just looks good on the right? team, right? Like yeah. you're drafting these guys, and they're leadership on their uh junior a teams so uh never a bad thing so hey good luck to all three of those players right. uh, as well as Byron and uh Lounsbury that's right it tells cup. cup yep you're right yeah let's do it your turn my turn there's no music for it no, no? Intro. okay let's, let's uh it up. so we're you know usually at the start of the show is we do a quick question uh but we we figured you know, with this being the season recap, we kind of do a quick question looking ahead to next year. Um, so, Adam. Yes. I'd like to know, 
what's one thing you'd like to see from the organization next season on the ice and also off the ice? Oh, man. On the ice. Um... Doesn't have to be anything big. Doesn't have to. No. Oh, I, I want. I want them to be top five. No, no, no. It doesn't. No. I want. You know, just, just. It could be a player playing in a role. Yeah, I think I, on the ice. I think I just want to see a commitment to Philly on as mm-hmm. the number one goaltender. Good one. Uh, wins, losses, it doesn't matter. Um, obviously, we're we're projected to be in a divisional battle with Halifax. We're projected to be better. Uh, I don't have any doubt Richie's going to bring in players to be better. But I just want to see a commitment, and, and you've talked about this, and we've seen it in the organization in the five years that I've been doing this, that it's just the rookie goaltenders. And Philion played a little bit last year. He played more this year. You're coming into a, 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 a year next year where the goaltender is going to have one playoff game experience. I just want to see it where he's playing three or four in 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 the year. Um, I just want to see a commitment to Vince Filion from the start. You're our guy. We're gonna roll with you three or four or two of five or whatever. Most nights, anyways. I want to see a commitment to to Filion on the ice. Well, two of five wouldn't be number one, right? Three of five would be three of five. One. Yeah. <laughs> um, for I think me, I meant five out of seven. Y- like, yeah, I, I I know what you meant. <laughs> At least, for me, it, it, he's he's got to get seventy percent of the starts. Yeah, you know. Um, so my on the ice thing. This is just something simple. But Alexi Daniel needs to have a letter on his jersey next year. Um, for me, you look at the Memorial Cup team in two thousand six. When a guy. A local guy like Chris Cadet was a captain. Mm-hmm. And you look at Alexi Daniel, who, you know, he's gonna be nineteen next year, which which is crazy because time flies. <laughs> yeah. Right? In this in this league. He's gonna be nineteen next year. You give him an A, and then I think, honest to God, I think he's a captain the year after that. I honest to God, he's the type of player that we need as a, in a leadership role. He's shown everything uh, everything you need as a Wildcat to be a leader mm-hmm. and an important piece for the next two years of this organization. Like, I like that. Could be just something simple, yep. right? Um, you was feeling on me. It's Alexi Daniel, leadership, 100%. He needs a letter on his jersey, and it's an A. And then the year after that, for me, I think it's a C. You know, and unless, you know, if you're right on your whole prediction of who you think is going to be brought in, mm-hmm. um, you know, who it would be a 19 year old forward, definitely a letter player, definitely a letter player, probably a, a captain the following year. Yeah. Um, but if I'm wrong, if you're wrong, it's okay because you know we hang out of those two seconds. But for me, yeah. Daniel's a letter next year and possibly a captain the year after that. I love it. So what are you going off the ice? Off the ice is kind of funny. Um, I'm obviously a big drinker. I like my what? beers. I like my I like my alcoholic yeah. beverages. We have so many incredible craft breweries around here that it is time that we have a Wildcat branded beer for sale at the games. 
Um, it doesn't need to be, you know, we've got Tire Shack, we've got Pump House, we've got Happy. Tidenbore. We've got Tidenbore. Holy we've Whale. Got, we've got uh, Flying Boats. We've got Cavalcade. We've got... Ev- Holy Whale. Holy Whale. We've got so many amazing craft breweries around like that here one. that we need a Wildcat branded beer. We even have a craft brewery station at the rink. Get it on the taps, sell it at the at the at the games. You know, you could even make a play on the on on the whole um the name of the team is the Wildcats. You could literally name the be the beer feline fine, right? Cat feline. Like oh, you're it's fine, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's it, it, I would sit at a game drinking a beer called Feline Fine. Wildcast podcast trades the marks. If feline it, fine. If it, if it meant I was supporting the team yeah, yeah. and supporting a local craft brewery, yep. I would drink a beer called Feline Fine. Yep. That's a, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. That is yeah, we need something like that. Because you got other teams with it. Yep. It's Saguenay. This Shikudumi's got their own beer. Yep. Uh I can't think uh, I think Drummaville. Um, some of these teams have their own beers. And it's like Moosehead, well, Moosehead, right? That's literally the uh, company name. Mm-hmm. But like a branded beer that's going to support A, the team, B, another brewery around town. Come on. Yeah, um, I got one for the Wildcats off the ice. I got one for the Avenir Center off the ice. Um, so the Avenir Center, it's just we're, we're paying the prices we're paying. It's fine. Like we're now used to it. The only thing, and I've said it since – we started learning the prices. Make it a one number price. I cannot go get two pops for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. It's it's ten thirty. It's ten sixty five. So I get nine dollars and thirty five cents back. Like what am I gonna do with that? Like you can't even. You know. Anyways, that's my thing. It's just you're already making the money on the pop. Make it five bucks with taxes included. Make everything so it's like if you send a kid to the game with ten bucks, he can go get a pop and a popcorn with ten dollars. Not need eleven twenty five or whatever it is. Um, off ice, I want this organization to be first in something, and just I would love for this show to be official. I've said that from day one. Not many teams in this league have an official podcast of their, and not many teams in the CHL do it. I think Portland has one. Uh, North Bay has one. Um, you know. That that would be cool. That's not what I want. What I want this team to do off ice is I and I've said it on the lives a few times is rebrand this whole thing. Sit down with your season ticket base and just figure it out because and you know they lost Courtney in their social media and their game day experience and they it was okay. I'll give the the two guys that did it props. They were very good all year. It's not the easiest crowd to kind of work and get excited because it's it's a lot of older season ticket holders that just want to go to the game they want to watch the game they want to go home but it the game day experience has got to be fixed I, I we can't see commercials for products every time there's a whistle um it, it can't be that hard you had a 25th anniversary season and the only time you showed highlights from your 25 years was your era nights it, like it's not hard I, I and i don't know this but i can't believe it's hard to hook up a computer and and YouTube some highlights of the Wildcats and put it on the board. Um, top 10 CHL plays. Your goaltenders and your players were featured in top 10 goals, top 10 saves. You know, put that in your in your, in your your intermissions. Like when I was in Lethbridge, that your intermission was funny YouTube things to keep people engaged. People check out. 
you can probably ask most season ticket holders and they know exactly when the commercials were coming. They know what song is being played, when it's coming. It just, it's too commercial. It has to be back to the fans. And, you know, I joked about it on a few of the lives. We would love to host a media, uh, a round table with the, the season ticket holders and Mr. Irving, Richie, uh, Mitchell, the director, uh, JC Gallant, your ticket, like your season ticket holders are your base and you have to continue to just, I mean, something's got to, something's got to be done to just engage because like I said to you and coming out of COVID, it's tough. It doesn't feel like a community team anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't see them at a lot of events. You don't see them, you know, I mean, they were at school readings and stuff, the, the smaller stuff, but you don't see them out at certain events and things like that. And maybe that'll come back this year with loosening restrictions, but it just, it seems like it's a lot of corporate. They're always seeing commercials. I mean, Sarnia just came out. If you get their season tickets from July 1st to, I think, July 13th or something like that, it's $300 on the ends. $300 season tickets. That's that's your fan base right there. That's And get rid of these things. Get rid of the books. It's, it's all mobile. Like, if I'm paying you $1,200 for two season tickets, I shouldn't only have eight fifty-fifty doublers and have to pay for programs and I should get a program every game. Like just, if you're going to go mobile, go mobile, all season tickets on your phone, all uh, free uh, programs. And like I've said many times, if you're paying for season tickets and you buy it by a certain time, your preseason has got to be free because that's your hardcore fans going. And I've always said round one should be free at, or not free, but included in your season ticket package at least because I, I'd be interested to see how many people bought that $250 playoff package mm-hmm. as opposed to just buying one game. So <clears throat> I that's why I wanted to go second on the off-ice because just travel the rinks. Just send and, and I know they didn't have a social media person, but just travel the rinks and see what other teams are doing around the league and, and kind of take ideas from them. It's it's Something's got to give. Do you got a stick tap? Uh, I do. All right, perfect. Do, Let's do, get to yeah. everyone's favorite part of the show now that I've brought it down. <laughs> Eric Murphy, the realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. All right. Um, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> so I remember a month ago, you guys went to, um, was it Wright's Bakery? In, yep. In Sussex? Yep. No. Sussex? Yeah. Salisbury. 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 I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. Um, so during my weekend uh, down in, in Alma, I don't know how I've, n- I've never discovered this place before, but Kelly's Bake Shop. <clears throat> yep. Um, you've probably been there, and yep. I don't know how I have never um, discovered this place before, but they're sticky buns. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Um, unbelievable. Uh, after a seven-kilometer hike... <laughs> The last thing you want to do is ruin it by eating sticky buns. Yeah. Um, but was it ever freaking worth it? Uh, these are incredible. Uh, and I don't understand how they're not so more more known. Uh, it's uh, – I would drive an hour every day just to get these sticky buns. Um, and it's, it's funny. that On their little board thing, they've got like – Something like August of, of 2000, uh, I can't remember what year it was, but they sold like 10,000 sticky buns in a day. Like, 
Holy crap. Yeah, man. Every time we bring somebody out here, yeah. like family or whatever, yeah. we're there. And now, though I say that when we bring them out in the summer, we're there. Like, we're getting sticky buns or snacks oh or whatever God, from there. so good. Um, I, I, it's 10,000. I think it was 10,000. Does that, does that seem real, realistic? Yeah, probably. Or just 1,000 seem real, more realistic? 10,000 sounds really good. In Let's one go day? Or maybe in three days, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Like maybe a weekend. Maybe a weekend? Holy smokes, though. Either way, there's um, a lot. If you've never been down to Kelly's and Alma and try their their, their sticky buns, you got to get down there. Uh, I bought like four, like four packs of six. I bought twenty four sticky buns because I tried one. I was like, God damn, these are good. <laughs> um, so I went and bought like twenty three more. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Um, I, I I couldn't I couldn't get over it. Uh, it it's 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 not a cinnamon bun. But it's a, it's just a, it's almost the same kind of thing, mm-hmm. just without the icing on top, and but well, well worth it. Oh my God, just just talking about it makes me uh, <laughs> want one right now. Uh, so shout out to Kelly's Bake Shop. And one of these days, you're gonna be featured on one of these Food Network Bake Shows um, because you've got something good going on there, and <laughs> uh, it's like a hidden gem. Uh, I've, I was blown away, blown away. The Stick Tap Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. That brings us to the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Year. Uh, she's doing a promo right now, or they're doing a promo right now. Book a 60-minute massage in the month of May. Get an extra 15 minutes free. When do you get free stuff? Not very often. Uh, so you get next 15 minutes if you book a 60-minute massage. So call Angelina or Nicole, 506-830-1224, or follow them on Instagram, rosemary underscore lins underscore massage. They generally have their availabilities on their Instagram stories. You can book right there. The Wildcast Wildcat of the Year. Uh, this one should be fairly easy for everyone to guess. Uh, he was featured five times. Um, as Booker T would say, five times, five times. <laughs> uh, five times Wildcat, Wildcat of the Week. Um, you know, a third round price paid for him. Absolutely. All day, every day you pay that for this kind of production from a player. In fact, uh, he gets a special extra shout out for using our graphic for the Wildcat of the Week for his Twitter profile. Uh, go. Goes to number nine, Brooklyn Kalmakoff. 62 games played, 34 goals, 38 assists, 72, like Jeremy said. I'm I'm surprised he didn't have a, a UBI for carrying this team offensively for most almost all of the year. Uh, so your Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage goes to number nine, Brooklyn Kalmakoff. Again, thanks to everyone for tuning into part one and two, supporting the show. Uh, we'll be back June 1st. We're going to take a couple weeks because really there's no hockey, and we'll come back when it's the Final Four. Uh, start talking drafts, start talking prospects, see if we can get some guests. Uh, and then we're going to have probably, what, three shows? Take a break and come back for the draft. Yeah, sounds good. I can, I can, uh, you give me three shows to get ready for a draft. I'll be, uh, I'll be more than ready. Absolutely. Um, good luck to Preston Lounsbury. Good luck to Eli Byerjohn. Uh, they play, well, I guess they played last night, depending when this comes out. Uh, they play Wednesday night against each other. They start their Telescope journey. The, the game is Sunday. 
the final. Hopefully we can have two in the final and come back with a Teles Cup championship for Wildcast prospects no matter what. Um, I believe that game's probably on TSN. Yeah, this we picked up on TSN, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't uh, don't miss that if one or both are in that final. Um, stay tuned to our Twitters. Uh, Jeremy and I will go back and forth as we get ready for a Battle of Alberta, uh, seven-game Battle of Alberta. The bet, Oilers win. This guy's in an Oilers jersey. Flames win. I have to put a Flames jersey on. It's the worst. But uh, once again, thanks for your support. See you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.